Alan, moving forward too, mm-hmm. I worry about how hard it's going to be to predict now that it's like, I mean, we've lived in, uh, you know, a very brief era yeah. where largely it's algorithms that have selected what we're being exposed to in terms of entertainment. Yeah. But what's happening is like, it's also going to get to the point where, and I mean, I'll see the occasional story. It's not just the chat GPT thing. You saw me. Yeah. Um, you'll see some people that are just like dicking around with the idea of like, Hey man, I, you know, had the AI cook me up a story and cook me up the art and I made this book out of it and I'm already starting to sell. And it's like, man, that's going to be really weird. Not just when the computer's choosing what you should watch, but also changing and, you know, making what you should watch. Um, that's going to be strange. Yeah. That's going to be strange. That's going to be very strange as to whether or not we like it. Because the computers had a large hand in what we've consumed for a long time. Yeah. You know? And it's... it's it, it, it'll, be, it'll be really different. You'll see... Um, you'll see cultural blowback from when we when we get to the point where you really can just fake people to the and and like you know there's a lot of um questions from a political standpoint obviously but just from the standpoint that you can have an ai cook up for you a bruce springsteen content um concert in any context it's recorded yeah but there'll be There'll be a return and a desire to get back to the idea. It's like, no, man, I want to see the shit live because I know it really happened. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a small pushback on a lot of that right now. It's not big because obviously the AI stuff's new. But I mean, you know, I was telling uh, I was telling Banshee about this the other day. There's there's a there's a bar in town that has a giant like had someone do a giant like uh one of those window art things where they like kind of can advertise on their window space right and like every wednesday is like every wednesday is no phone party like it's a no phone party so no devices no computers no nothing they just show up you can buy drinks you can buy a coffee whatever hang out music playing on vinyl no. right like they, they even right. said it's a vinyl you know avail you know vinyl records available to you know to play stuff like that but it's literally like no n- no devices allowed right so um i think there's i think there's that 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 itch to do that and i talked about that like years ago when i was talking about like there needs to be like a a public house like a pub right that you can go to and that's the case where you go in and like you sit at long tables uh with the people you came with but also with people that you don't know right and now you're having conversation like open conversation in an actual public house which is what you know pubs originally were um and you know human discourse like in person so i don't know man like it i think there's a there's a small push for that and i think what's driving that is a lot of people that are running places that are like our age now right they're 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 you know like like i just i just hit 40 right this past this past week and um you know people people our age are remembering those times before the internet right remembering those times before the smartphones and they're kind of like they're getting they're getting nostalgic for that feeling and uh i think there will always be a place for that um 
you know, I've, I hear more people talking about wanting to go actually go to the movies, you know, physically go sit in a theater, um, stuff like that. I think that you can't, you can't replace that feeling, but, um, AI will probably do a pretty good job of supplementing at some point, you know, supplementing something, um, I, but not I mean, everything. It, it, it's something that like, you know, that's the thing about chat GPT. I play around with it in the sense that, you know, I keep trying to see if I can break it. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it can't not be helpful to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I saw somebody, this is, here's a good example. So, like, so I'll, I'll let you know, I, I already hit record by the way. We're just, oh, you did, didn't you? Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not. But we've been just bullshitting, so it's, it's fine. No, fair enough. It's fine. I just want to set up Chat GPT for anybody who's who doesn't know what it is. It's literally an AI that has been set up by OpenAI. I think is the company, right? I think so. And um, and you can you can go in and ask it questions. You can ask for information about things, and it will instead of just throwing like you told me, like instead of just throwing you a list of links, it's going to actually write out a, sometimes a paragraph or two or three about what you asked about. Um, and uh, you can actually have a conversation, you know, you can have follow-up questions, you can do stuff like that. Um, it's really, really interesting. I, I actually encourage people to go check it out. It's I, it's funny you said you've been trying to break it. I've been trying to break it too, <laughs> so just in my free well, time. Well, I mean, you know, really more like testing the limits of it. Like I saw, so I didn't do this, but this is an example of this kind of stuff I'm talking about that, yeah. I, that I, it was cool to watch there, this, person going through these responses of what you're getting back it's like um it was asking whether or not um whether or not chat P chat gpt creates serotonin and initially chat PT gpt is like no i'm an ai construct i can't do that mm -hmm. that's not how it works and goes through you know ever more complex and thorough and concise descriptions of no this is what serotonin is and this is why organisms create it you know, as you know, just kind of a natural factual, um, yeah, it, it, not, not natural internal, you know, dopamine to kind of close, you, uh, you know, kind of shut you down and make you go to sleep. I can't do that, even though you kind of you try to reverse and kind of you know throw logic back onto it, like saying it's like, yeah, well, but you have to understand, Chappy GPT, you know, by the fact that I'm using you and I'm ever more expecting all kinds of you know, greater, you know more impressive answers and deeper insight from talking to you. Mm. That's going to make me more tired and that creates serotonin. So even indirectly, don't you understand that you're creating serotonin? And it keeps saying like, no, <laughs> that, that is not how this works. And that's something that is on the one hand, kind of weird, but bizarrely encouraging mm. to know that it's like, it's, I mean, I, I'm I'm firmly of a mind that it's not it's not going to be Skynet. It's not going to turn. I I I really think that the chances of it just being an evil god, yeah, it's going to subjugate us all under it in some you know hellish future that we call Judgment Day with the religious overtones and all that crap. I don't think that's going to happen. That was a cool movie, but I don't think that's what's really going to be the case. Um, I think that for the most part they're going to do what they're designed to do. It's like they're actually going to try to help us, but. For some people, it's going to be weird getting on board with the idea that it's like, no, they're here to help you. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really hard for some educators to wrap their head around. 
Yeah, and um, I'd be interested to know how, like, in what ways, if you want to say, what ways have you been trying to break it? Just just having conversation with it, trying to get it to go deeper into information, or when you hit a roadblock where it says, I cannot do that, or you know, something like that, are you trying to push it past that? Well, so... Um, just an example. So I think about, you know... When I try to get it to, um, when I get it to, when I try to get it to explain things to me and using like a bizarre analogy, right. you know, because I find that, that that's a really helpful way for me to teach people how, what things are mm. that they've never heard of before. It's great to have a point of reference. It's great to have something that it's like, well, you understand what this is, right? Mm-hmm. Especially like with your friends where, you know, um, you, you can put it within the context of sports or like a specific sport or specific, you know, group of individuals and certain personalities that you can kind of say, well, imagine that, but with these people and I'll slot in these other folks to kind of give you an idea of it. Um, sometimes that can be interesting and yeah. I'll find like, um, like if you, if you were to ask, um, describe to me, um, battery technology using super Mario analogies. Um, it will it will try to kind of give you what you want, but even itself, you know, what, what I find really fascinating about it is that um, it, it it's very clear not to give you you know an it, an unrealistic picture of what it's trying to describe. Yeah, it always checks itself, and it's always like you know um, if there's ever something that it's unsure about or ever something that's like well nobody really knows for sure, and there's no real like you know way to be completely certain Mm -hmm. um but then other stuff yeah it'll kind of just very very cleanly tell you what it what it you know what is the answer to your question and it doesn't try it doesn't try to trick you you know if it doesn't have an answer to your question it won't pretend like it does and it won't try to hide things from you yeah that's what's really impressive about it and that's what's different about it and talking to it than talking to other human beings and other kinds of, um, you know, not just not just when you're on the phone and you think you, you wonder, it's like, am I talking to a recording person? <laughs> yeah. And there's some ways to find out where it's just like, I mean, one of the easiest ways is just start running over them. Just start, you know, just interrupting them and just talking over them straight up. And if they just don't break it and that they don't recognize like, all right, well, that's a recording. Yeah. This seems like something that like might be able to get past that and might get to where for brief conversations, for basic interactions where there's, you know, pretty clear terms up front where it's like, you know, I'm just calling somebody for information yeah, and I just have a question or something and it'll just answer the question. I think that's where it has the most potential and where, again, it could be incredibly disruptive. Yeah. Um, that's incredibly disruptive. In certain math settings, that's not as it, it, when when people talk about this thing like writing papers for you. Mm. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, that's just I really think that's going to demand more of the instructors. They're going to have to yeah. be better about recognizing how the Chat GPT writes in its own style because it's yeah. recognizable. I mean, it's based on it's based on a script fundamentally, I and mean, it's a programmed thing. Um, and even if you did see people that were like getting better at programming a machine like that to, you know, actually learn how to write better, that's, you think about what an extraordinary tool that really is Mm. for teaching a young kid how to write. 
you know, and being able to recognize and like, no, this is it. These are the good, you know, ways to go about it and to really kind of reverse engineer how to best adapt to a learning style. Who knows? There may be there may be some people for which it won't even matter, but it may really apply well to certain folks. It, it It's like anything else. It's all about adaptation. Yeah. You either adapt to it or you won't. You either find a way to get this into your workflow and turn this into another helpful little tool slash slave or you won't. Yeah. Or you'll drive yourself crazy, you know, trying to trying to fight it. And and I think you're right. It's about these young kids and their fucking robots. <laughs> well, and I, and I think you're right, too, about, you know, it just asks a little bit more from the instructor. Like, dude, like even like especially in like high school and in smaller college settings if the teacher is paying any amount of attention to you as a as a student they're going to know when they're seeing your words and someone else's words like there are just ways that you know there's no way that a that a 15 year old should be you know, like already using some of the words that are in something that was copied straight out of a book right like it's there's there's red flags all the time Right. Especially if you're talking about someone copies a full passage from chat GPT and then there's kind of like, well, why does this not jive with the rest of the fucking paper? Right. Um, so I, I don't think it's as much of a threat. I think that it's more there's probably a little bit of like, you know, Frank, it's Dr. Frankenstein pitchforks, people outside like already scared of something. Right. When it could, like you said, be used as a as a tool to help people learn. And uh, that that article I sent you the other day about the state of New York banning yeah. banning it on their devices right uh, the new york school system or whatever um like that is i, I don't know i don't i just don't a i don't think that's going to do much because most people are on their own devices anyway um and b like it's it's more of it even said it at the end of the uh, article it's like when they talk i forget who they talked to they talked to another educator just kind of like look you just this just shows you that the rubric system needs to change like you need to stop grading on a rubric you know, hit hitting these points and then that's how you get your grade. Like, and, and then now assess more of the quality of the content that's coming from this person. Like li listen out for their commentary because it's just giving, all it's doing is pro providing another means to, instead of cracking open a book and reading it, it's just reading something to them. Right. It's really just, it's just pulling information that's already on the internet and placing it and placing it in front of you in a way that's readable and not, you're not having to click through and find you know, pa scroll past ads or, you know, do something when you're trying to like that, the, the whole concept of when you want a, a simple recipe for something, but you have to read their life story before you get to the recipe and scroll past 20 ads, you know? Um, well, and it's, it, 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 and I wonder too, you know, this was, this was a slow progression. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the cool things I like about ChatGPT that, you know, again, I, I'm glad that they're entering it into like Google chat and like, you know, I can't wait for that thing to just get fully integrated into yeah. my Alexa because I want to be able to just have more open-ended conversations. Like the thing about Alexa is just like, doesn't really talk to you. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's a go fetch. Assertion. Yeah. It's a yeah. go fetch, go fetch that for me. But I, I'm more interested in like a situation where I can actually talk to the computer and mm -hmm. have it actually teach me to cook things that could be like really, really good. And it's not just like barking out the list of stuff that I need. Mm -hmm. And like, I would like to have 
and, and it, I imagine that this will kind of go there where it'll be able to teach you things in a more deeper sense. You know, not just in the sense that it's like, I can teach you how to make this meal. It will teach you how to cook and it's going to be a better cook. And I don't know, man, maybe that's the frightening part. Part of the frightening part is that you are you giving away too much agency to do something like that? And I would, I mean, for my money, no. I mean, is it, is it really that much different than how, I mean, honestly, so much benefit that I have had in the last, oh, come on, getting on almost 20 years of our lives now of how useful YouTube has been at teaching us stuff. Oh yeah. How do I do that? Dude, any of my editing stuff, like, I'm like, how do I get this piece of audio or this piece of video to do this thing? Like it's there. Um, it's just, you know, you have to kind of click it and do, you know, and, and, and find it yourself a little bit. You pick through it, but I mean, how, I many, just, go ahead. how many people have had their lives opened up to a whole different worlds of cooking, mm -hmm. different worlds of building things. I mean, you know, Obviously, that stuff is kind of just an extension of um, this whole house with Bob Vila mm -hmm. or Julia Childs or any other kinds of instructional video stuff from before. Yeah. It's just a little bit more on command. It's just kind of the next step of that where it will be, you know, a little bit more interactive. It won't be. You won't be actually talking to somebody. But, dude, I mean, again, you think about combining that with deep fake stuff. And having it to where, I mean, again, how helpful a tutor would that be for your kids? You know, when you think about, like, would it be easier to get them to do homework if it was just somebody who was just like, you know, when you get home, you have to spend 20 minutes talking to this dude on the computer, mm. you know, or this lady on the computer. And again, you it really is kind of helpful in a certain way like that, or that's, you know, that'll be, you know, when you have somebody who, when you want to like ask somebody specifically, I want you to teach me how to like make something and they'll be able to help you in longer terms where they'll be able to remind you while you're at the store to get stuff, mm -hmm. you know, or they'll be able to just get it for you. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot that again, really just boils down to how much autonomy do you want to give over to it? How much more extra freedom and time are you going to get for other things? You know, because that's something else that, you know, I think about with this, but I also think about other things in my life and other things that, you know, go back to, you know, it's not just, it's not just the AI and it's not just the stuff that can talk to us and that we see on a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, the more robotics we'll get as to a part of our life where, you know, pets are great. Pets are awesome. We have, we, we have a lot of value that we attach to them, Yeah. but you know, I really would like, I would like a robot that is like the size of a small cat or a dog, you know? Mm. And I'm not like creeped out by, you know, the kind of stuff that you see, um, in some of those videos, except when it's like the man size ones, you know, <laughs> because I'm, I am of a mind that, you know, it's going to be sooner than we think. Somebody's going to make one of those things and it's going to be pretty brutal. Like one-on-one, -on -one. if it's like more than one, like um person going against one of, uh, if it's like three or four people going against one of those weirdo Boston dynamics robots, I'd probably be able to take it down. But one-on-one, -on -one, 
it'd probably be able to rip you to shreds. Yeah. Uh, well, the, it's crazy when you see those robots that, that they'll, they'll run by a group of people, like run through like a column of people and everybody tries to kick it in a different direction to make it fall over. And it just, yeah. it can kind of like, you know, the little dog, the little dog looking one, and they'll just, they'll all kick it in the side as it runs by to see if they can knock it off balance. Um, and that's, and that's not something that's like, that's not the Terminator that's made by Skynet. That's just some piece of shit, angry robot that's been built by a human being to do that crap. Yeah. MIT, some MIT student built, you know, something like that. And, but once you put like real money behind it, then that's when you get the scary stuff. Right. Um, you know, it's funny too, he's talking about chat GPT. Um, one of my favorite. So, so after you told me about it, I was doing some research on it and I started messing with it. And, uh, you know, I was streaming on Twitch one night and we were doing just like, just sitting around just chatting. And, uh, I was telling the audience about this and I was just like having people throw out, I was like, throw me some questions. Let's, let's ask this thing. What, you know, all the stuff is, and people were doing the normal, like it's a hot dog, a sandwich or, or not, blah, 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 stuff like that. And those were interesting. Why is James Cameron ashamed of true lies? <laughs> Yeah, it's Asked that question, and it, it like it gave me a stunningly well thought out answer. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing too. So someone someone asked the question, and and I loved this. It was uh, they were asking the uh, what was the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow, right? And I was like, all right, I'll ask it. And you know, knowing full well it's a Monty Python reference, right? And and uh, so I type it in there, and I and I, and I and I hit enter, and it sat there and blinked for a minute, and it. It started typing. I was like, this is a reference to Monty Python and the Holy Grail and blah, 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 where, you know, and it kind of explains a little bit of the scene. And then it goes to another paragraph. It's like, but if you really want to know the airspeed velocity of a European swallow, it is blah, blah, blah. And starts like laying that out for you. Like it's, it's, it was pretty funny. Like it, that it, it still just kind of gave you the aside. It's like, this is reference to Monty Python, but this is, you know, kind of a closer answer. If you're actually looking for the answer to the speed of some type of swallow. Um, right. And it was very conversational. It was like, it wasn't, it wasn't like a hard, like this is, this, this is a reference to Monty Python. This is the airspeed for, you know, it was just, it actually like made it ni- like nice and conversational. Like if you were talking to someone g- giving a guided tour at a historical site, I, I asked chat GBT to construct for me using iambic pentameter um the um like in a shakespearean tone and style to um write out for me the scene where um anakin skywalker um attempts to convince padme to run to to um, rule the galaxy with him as she's trying to get him run away and they get confronted by obi-wan kenobi and it did it wow it did it. it was it wasn't like it didn't write a whole play for me but it didn't need to mm-hmm. you know because it like it kind of ended with and then they fought you know because <laughs> it was the end of the scene and it was like right. that was the part where it was like oh yeah and he just he flips over to him and then they just start um kicking ass um but yeah it's it's really impressive i mean just how good of a facsimile it's gotten to be i mean and that's that's what i'm kind of curious about when it comes to the audience, um, you know, this is the same, this, this is kind of the same song and dance that we have with beach, virtual reality ra- rather. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like limits of, you know, human exposure to where it's like, it's gotta, it's gotta hit these like certain speeds. Yeah. Otherwise you recognize that there's something off. 
and it either makes you feel a little sick or you just are like, nah, I don't like this. Or it's yeah. just like, I can tell it's not real, but as long as you're like hitting a certain amount of immersion and then you stop questioning it, it becomes a kind of surreal experience. Yeah. I'm, you know, this is like, okay. Referring back to real red letter media for a moment. They, they were talking about this with, and, and, and it's an interesting idea with um, total recall and Johnny cab. Mm-hmm. And how, I mean, as we move further into the future and we have like self-driving cars and, you know, obviously Google and big companies are good stuff. They're going to get really big into that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going to have, um, they're obviously not going to have some kind of, you know, animatronic robot in there that's made to look like Robert Picardo. But I'm curious, like what kind of interface it'll be that does talk to you and you talk to it. Right. You know, because we do kind of have that on its most base level because that's the fucking robot that we interact with at the supermarket, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's all kind of graphical and it's just sort of a voice in there, but it's not something that is made to be sort of personable, you know? That's right. something that that's that's kind of something that you know I'm 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 kind of curious to see how that'll develop and how how well people will adapt and adjust to it because I do think that there will always be kind of there will be a revulsion to a seemingly machine like response that is aggravating you or not helpful. Right. That's always going to that's always going to trigger people's ire. Yeah, this fucking thing sucks. <laughs> like that to get that going for you. Yeah, and it's like this is this thing's a piece of shit, and it's like you're you're getting a real risible reaction. Just like, and again, it's like it's not a piece of shit. It's an extremely sophisticated device. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's kind of it's rubbed up either in a way where something about how it's responded to you really is just like not what you wanted and it's you you have no other way to express your dissatisfaction to be angry at it yeah you know i mean that's the other thing that's the other thing about this that i think that's going to become really pervasive and um appealing about it in terms of how it can replace customer service and just also that's not a job we really want to do anymore yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, and I'm sure other people might agree with me. I'm not the only person that thinks this way. I don't ever want to have anything to do with customer-facing shit ever again for the rest <laughs> of my life. And I know that I myself, people like me. It's like, I mean, again, I, I'm i kind of struck by, you know, we already have, like, this growing new layer of apps for all of our food-buying needs. Even, yeah. like, to go to McDonald's, I'm just going to use the app. Because, you know, at that point, I don't even need all I need this person for. And it's, you know, usually I'm, it's not necessary. All I need them is to do is hand me a receipt. I come in there. I speak into a speaker. I speak a little code that I got from my app because I ordered all my shit in the hand. Mm-hmm. And I go over to the window and it's like, would you like your receipt? No. And that's it. And I go get my food. Yeah. And I... I am convinced that a big part of it is that it reduces the interaction between parties, which is beneficial to customers and to workers. 100%. I, I, I think that, I mean, come on, you and I, you and I worked the retail hell of Best Buy back mm. in a time before time when this, you know, had gotten to be where we have reasons now from a pandemic level that that's probably safer. That's probably cleaner, you know? Yeah. When we get to those um, 
Have you seen like the new the new concept Taco Bells? No. Like drive through automats are like three stories tall. And so the people work on like the, th- the third and second story. And then they just like elevator down your food um, down to where you would go and pick it up. And again, you don't interact with anybody. All your interactions is just through the app. That's nuts. That, that's awesome, though. Like, like one of my favorite things uh, from the pandemic uh, was we started using uh, we started using the uh, Kroger app to build our our grocery list. And then you if it's all in stock or whatever, you just hit set up a pickup time. You pull into a spot. You let them know you're there. They bring it out to your car and hand you a receipt and go back inside. Well, and on the one hand, you feel like, oh, man, this is so much more awesome and advanced. And why weren't we doing this before? But it's like this is actually stunningly similar to your interactions with the Old West general store owner where you did not just go into the store and go get what you wanted. Like, no, you went in there with a list of stuff. You read it off to him and then he went and collected it and he handed it all to you. Or if you wanted, you just read that shit off to him. And you've got like a huge list of stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these places, yeah, they would do deliveries because they got a guy that they hired with a wagon. And again, it's like, it's not actually like some brand new thing. We're kind of reverting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the whole, the whole work from home phenomena that we've noticed in the last couple of years. We're homesteading again. Yeah. No reason to leave the house. And it's so much, it, we're, we're rediscovering the value of that lifestyle. So much cheaper. It's so much cheaper. And, and like, so, so if you think about it from the, the aspect of, um, of, uh, you know, going to pick up, you know, the, the groceries and stuff like that, it's just, it, you save we save so much, that's, that's where stores don't want to do it because we definitely spend less because when you're walking through the grocery store and you're picking up all the stuff yourself, you're passing by all the other shit that you're like, Ooh, Oh, let me grab some of that. Like we definitely, if you're on a budget and you want to just hit that budget, that's the way to do it is order everything through the app. You don't have to worry about anything distracting you or being tempted by things. Cause let's face it. We're, we're, you know, we are Americans and we like our, our snackies and we like, you know, all these things that we don't need. You don't see that stuff because you don't go inside. It's amazing. And, you know, the, for the people I, I, who are good, I, I want to have I want to have the chat GPT just run all these programs for me. I think it'll happen, man. I think it'll happen at some point. Well, I mean. All this convenience, it, it, do you do you think it's worth it? Is it is it is it? I mean, on the one hand, do you worry about getting so used to this stuff that you get, you get too attached and you won't, you won't be able to function for yourself the way you used to. I think there is a, there is definitely a, um, and cause I, cause I experienced this over the holidays. I think there's definitely some novelty and some, some, some social benefit to going out and doing some things yourself, right. Going out and, you know, I, I actually, for the first time in a long time, um, during the holidays one night, you know, the kid went to bed and, uh, the wife had some stuff to do. And I was like, all right, I was like, I, I kind of wanted to get some stuff to decorate the studio with for, for stream and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to target at like, you know, eight o'clock at night, you know, they're only, they're only open for another hour or two. And I just walked around target and looked at stuff like, 
completely casually looking at something. And it was, I feel like it was the first time I had done that in a long time where I just kind of browsed and it felt nice. Like it felt really good. I don't think I do it all the time. Like I don't miss doing that all the time, like going and physically getting my stuff every time I would need to need something. But I think there's still a place for that kind of, that kind of uh, behavior. Um, it's, I don't know, man. It's, I, I don't think it's, I think there's a reversion back to the old way. And I think that, you know, it's, but it's okay to have the regular way too. It doesn't have to be now. Now, when you're talking about something like Taco Bell, like what are you really getting by walking inside and, and, or, or driving up and, and personally interacting face to face with someone, you're getting nothing out of that interaction. Right. And I think that you can be afraid of these things, taking a job or doing this, but, but like, yeah, sure. There's, there's a, there's a person that didn't have to ring me out. Right. I mean, they were already getting rid of that with, with self-checkout, but another job was created in all these, have you been into a grocery store that does that thing? And in, in, in I went, I went in like after this, after the self pickup thing got going and I actually had to go in and get something from inside the grocery store. Most of the people walking around were people that worked at the grocery store and they were just gathering other people's stuff for them. And yeah. it wasn't even like, there weren't even people really walking around shopping. It was like every time I wa- walked by somebody, it was someone with a cart that was just, you know, reading, looking at, looking at their app on their, on their little device and just putting together someone's order. And I was like, well, there's where the job goes. It just shifts somewhere else. It doesn't completely disappear. Well, and that's also, um, that's something I've noticed. There's, there's a fresh Amazon fulfillment center. Um, locally to me mm-hmm. within the last two years it's a big place too you know and which speaks to the fact of just how fast they've been able to get those things up and running because all you got to do is build the building you know a bunch of loading docks and stuff like that but once it's in place and once i mean it's just like there's just a whole running network of trucks that'll load that fucker up yeah you know and once it's loaded up plenty of people local to work it and they'll just start working with it and you know how much they've got to be plugged into how many different um how many different businesses right yeah because that's the other thing too um you know and this is i don't know i think that this is tangential to it you know part a big part of the automation is that there's this certain middlemaning to a lot of it mm-hmm. um you know at a certain point, I'm grateful in the grocery store that they haven't gotten to where they're asking me to tip them. Right. But I wonder ever more if they're not going to do that at some point. Mm. And it's weird. It's weird. I mean, you know, that's the whole thing about the um, the self-checkout lanes is and, and also of the app and stuff where you're like ordering on there. What they're doing is they've like they've actually sort of, you know bizarrely subcontracted you into something that otherwise an, uh, an employee they would have paid would have done. You know, you're just, you know, checking yourself out. They don't have to pay a cashier to do that and to load your bags and shit like that. Yeah. You, I mean, again, because all I'm, I, I don't even, I, I, they're going to get to a point where they're going to figure out that you can just have a button where you can just be like, I don't want a receipt or they'll just ask you up front. Do you need a receipt or anything like that? And it's like, all right, just go to the end window mm-hmm. or something like that. 
because I, I'm willing to bet you that a good 85% of people just don't give a shit. They don't need that receipt. It, they may need it. Maybe they need it for meal reimbursement for for work or something. Sure. But at the same time, the, they've gotten to where they're just cutting people like that out of the equation. And it's weird how sometimes, again, I've been in restaurants where it feels like there isn't even really a waiter anymore. I walk up to a counter and I order what I want. And they swivel around their little tablet that has their new little Starbucks. Would you like to tip me? And it's like, for what? For yeah. what? Pushing some buttons? Yeah. You know, <laughs> this, is an, this is an $18 pork sandwich you're selling me for fuck's sake. You know? Oh, I'm sorry. And an iced tea. You know, what do you want me to tip you for? Because what's going to happen is you're going to, I'm going to go get my own drink from the fountain. And then I'm going to go sit down with a number. Somebody's going to bring my food out to them. It's like, who's getting the tip? Are you getting it? You know, for swiveling your little tablet around? Is the person who's bringing me the food, are they getting the tip? And for what? For walking my shit 60 feet? Is that really worth an extra 20% that you're starting me on? Yeah. I mean, and again, and I won't see these people. They're not going to come around and refill my drink or anything like that. You know, they didn't come and take my fucking order, you know, or anything of that nature. Right. I mean, at a certain point, it's weird that, like, I would have thought that you had raised all your prices and you were paying them a decent wage for this much anyway. Mm. And I'm getting, I'm getting to where it's like, I shouldn't feel like the asshole here because I still tip and I still know how important that is. Mm -hmm. But... No, it's it, it's strange. It, it's it, it's kind of weird how everybody gets their little grift one way or another. Because um, that's just um, that's skimpflation, right? Because you got shrinkflation, which is when they take goods and they give you less of them for the same price. Right. But when it's a service, they like just kind of cut back on little things of it. You know. Mm -hmm. You remember, you remember back, back in the halcyon days when you got a hotel room and lo and behold, they would come and clean it every day. Yeah. Unless you, unless you went out of your way to say you don't want them to. Yeah. You had to put the thing on the door. Or they were in there while you're sleeping. <laughs> you pay for the same amount for the room now, sometimes even more, but they don't, they don't do that shit. And sometimes it's just because they don't have the fucking staff. Yeah. That's the same thing at the grocery store. You ever notice how, again, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like, this is, this is on every level. I'm not, I'm not crazy when I think that, I mean, you and I live in different States and we're living, going to different grocery stores, but is it just me or did they used to make a lot more shit in the grocery store? They don't really make anymore. Like I remember once upon a time, not too long ago, I mean, it was not a common, an uncommon thing in your local grocery store, your local super Walmart for them to be making like, a hundred rotisserie chickens a day. Yeah. <laughs> shit out of them. They just don't know more. They don't make anywhere as much as the sandwiches and all of the pre-made shit they used to make all kinds of. I remember there was a Hy-Vee that had um, the Chinese buffet and it mm. was glorious and they made all kinds of, they just don't do that anymore. Yeah. And it's a, a lot of it. I know is just like it's staffing. They just, it's not that for a lack of materials usually. Yeah. Some of that is um, supply chain shit, but also just like 
No, they don't have the pair of hands they need to make those shits. Well, it's it's partly partially staffing, and 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 they've probably got enough re like number you know revenue research to let them know this isn't paying us back what it should be to you know, well, know the, the chickens for sure it's like you know nobody's gonna like i mean what with how much they've um moved up the price of meat and poultry mm. i know it's like they had to have moved up the price of those things and it's like it's not the way it used to be where it was like oh shit yeah man let me get one of those four dollar chickens yeah five yes. five dollar rotis baby um best yeah well i mean so so, so we have a Publix here that still does all that stuff, you know, for the most part. But I think Publix is kind of like that's one of the things they pride themselves on. The sandwiches, the deli, the, you know, the the pre-made stuff, like the stuff that you can walk in and grab. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think I've noticed it as much um, as far as that goes. Um, but there's definitely everybody's amping up their competition in that area where it's like, you know, all of a sudden Kroger's making, you know, custom subs and then you can go into they they just open a costco up and costco still does the five dollar rotisserie chickens you know um and they still do they you know what costco still does their hot dog and soda and they haven't they haven't budged on that no yeah it's still up there yeah it's still there good on them dude mm-hmm. amazing stuff but i mean they're sam's clubs, sam clubs you can still get pretty good deals on meat i'm actually pretty impressed yeah yeah absolutely it's i mean and and essentially they're identical right when you walk in there you're getting the same thing like you might see a little bit of difference in some of the stuff they carry but for the most part they're they're equivalent to each other um but yeah it's just it's just i don't know it's just the things things just change just a little bit and i think that what people expect is just changed a little bit and i think when the reason why you stop seeing those people you know those types of things like the bar the uh the, you know the the asian food bar like you said or the rotisserie chickens as much as you used to i think it what changes is you have such a uh, there's not a time that, that goes by when you don't drive into the parking lot of the kroger and there's at least two or three cars parked in the pickup area you know waiting for them to roll out some groceries to load up in their car um I think you just have less feet in the store than you used to. And, and that combine that with just people who don't want to do that work anymore. You know? Yeah. Um, I've got family members that are, that are in, in management, you know, in, in some grocery stores and it's just people will start a job there and they'll be like, well, I don't want to do this. And then they're gone in a few weeks. You know, they're just kind of like, they're, they're not, they're not wasting their time with it. And I think what it is, is that, they've been somewhat empowered by, you know, something like the pandemic um, where they were, you know, able to sit around and think about like what their, what their value to themselves was. Right. And they're like, well, I don't want to put up with this. So I'm not going to put up with doing this type of job or being around this type of boss, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and so now they're just kind of like, well, I'm going to just, if, if it sucks, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to work. I'm fine with that. And, you know, luckily they're in a situation. Now that's very much a, a, a condition of circumstance, right? You know, maybe they, uh, maybe they have the means or they're staying at home with the parents or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, what's changed is. Well, and also, I mean, you know, there is this stubborn refusal to accept that. I mean, again, and I'm not going to put myself in the conversation with, you know, 
with conversations that you've had with people who are managers and they're finding themselves in a free market funk where woe is me. I can't hire anybody. It's like, again, there's the one obvious clear solution to this motivation problem you've been encountering that nobody wants to, nobody wants to touch it. Nobody wants to touch. Well, you could pay them more. Maybe that maybe that'd get them to do it. You know? Yeah. I'm, but again, it's like, no, no, wait, okay, yeah, never mind. I'm so sick wait. of hearing people just don't want to work. Like I, I just it just doesn't if, it, it's, if you're, you're going to sing the song, yeah. you got to use all the words. People don't want to work shit jobs for shit wages yeah. anymore. That's how the song goes. And, you know, again, it's, it is, it is a bit of a free market conundrum. You know, the whole supply and demand thing applies to labor as it does to goods and services. Yeah. And it, it is a very simple equation you know this whole thing uh, i i understand on some levels it isn't about money you know no like like take yourself you've got a daughter now right yeah and you know there are some things that are just non-negotiable it's like no i'm sorry i need to be there and i need to fix it and it's tricky for i think not any one generation there's a handful of generations that we're perfectly fine and content with, well, you're supposed to shortchange that. You're supposed to not be there. You're supposed to, we all pay lip service to the idea that like, oh yeah, we're going to be there for our kids. But like, no, it's more important that you work to provide for them. Mm. And that shell game played out, you know, because I mean, that only makes sense. And that only really functions if you do pay, but when we work and break our backs and you miss out and you don't have anything to show for it, well, then you get bitter and sometimes you wise up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something like, I, man, I got to show you, um, I'll send it to you if you want to put it up. Um, there's a, there's a new graph. You've, you've probably seen this. Um, it's been in um, news pieces about how um, in the UK and in the US, um, millennials are not getting more conservative as they age because millennials are becoming, you know, as, as we crest 40, um, you know, we're like not kids anymore. And it's actually, you know, it's reliable to be like, oh, gosh, we have 20 years worth of data through their 20s and their 30s. And so we can actually track and see that, no, yeah, we're not we're not we're not getting more conservative as we age like other generations, pretty much every other generation, right. even Gen X. Mm -hmm. And it's I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't I, I look at that kind of thing. It's not just about the money, although. A big part of it is the money. A big part of it is, you know, having a lot of trouble. It's real hard to be, you know, fuck you got mine when I ain't got shit. Mm -hmm. um, but then on the other side of it, it's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this And this is tricky to, to put into words other than to say, I just can't, I can't see as, as I look, as I look forward beyond 50. 
Mm. I don't, I cannot envision this. And perhaps it shows a lack of imagination on my part, but I can't foresee a set of circumstances where I'm going to make a really, really hard right turn into bigotry. You know, yeah, just completely taking the money side of it out of the equation. It's like everything else is like, I don't get that. You yeah. know, and I think it's, I think it's a, it's a slow, it's a slow transition. And I don't think that the things that formed those transitions into being that way, um, they're not, they're just, too, there's too much, there's too much other shit going on. It's just like, I can't catch every fucking TV show, no, regardless of how good it is. I'm not going to be able to watch everything that's out there. Right. Like there's just too much that, that keeps you in your lane. Right. It, as far as that goes, I think. Um, and, uh, we were discussing this the other night on the, on the Twitch channel, we were just sitting around talking and, um, talking about how, like, I basically we were having, we were having a birthday stream for me and we we're just kind of talking about getting older and, and stuff like that. And I was just, talking about how like i just i still feel the same way i felt you know you know obviously i'm a little older a little wiser but as far as like how i feel about myself and how i feel about the things i like i feel the same as i did when i was in college and you know then through most of my 20s and i still learn stuff but i don't know like that whole like you're too old for this you know you're too old to collect you know action figures or to collect something or to play video games like i think that older generations are jealous of that they're they're jealous of the of the enlightenment that is had and and people who are still just kind of like fuck this man i don't want i, I want to have a job where i can come home and if i don't have a family i can come home and hang out with either my friends or i can just play video games all night long and no one can tell me shit and i'm not ashamed of it and they're they're jealous that that shame was isn't there for people anymore you know, well, no, I, I think I think that there is I think there's also just this, you know, quite frankly, tragic misunderstanding that it's like, you know, this is what happens when you price us out of the adult shit. Yeah, you know? that's too. You can't have a house, right? We can't we can't have our fun in the stock market. We can't really play any games with real estate or, you know, get into the more interesting elements of small business generation and maintenance and development. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if that's the way it is, well, then fuck it. Transformers, it is. Yeah, you know, it'll be you know, yeah, I'll play the video games because I a can actually enjoy them, yep. and b I can afford them. You know, they 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 get they creep ever more, but it's not gonna. I mean, it's not gonna bankrupt me to try. You know, yeah. I think I think I think you know Gen X millennials like we're kind of the first to to understand that. Oh, like the, the, we have a. F a better understanding. I'm not going to say a full understanding because everyone's different, but I feel like the people I interact with have a better understanding of the things that they like to do and the things that they like to have around them and the people they like to have around them. Um, because we've realized that you don't have to jump into the rat race. Like you don't have to. It's well, and, 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 and coming to and coming to Gen X specifically. And tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if you're not seeing this. Sure. I mean, it's be, it, especially now is like we really start to see. I think, you know, I think that there's like there are two halves to millennials. Mm. There's the older millennials. There's the younger millennials. But there's most certainly two halves to Gen X. That's a smaller generation. But I definitely feel like younger Gen X, those are, you know, those are quite frankly, you know, people a little bit closer to millennials. Yeah, we share, I think you and I share a border with the, the younger Gen X for sure. 
but that's just it. The older Gen X, man, those are, man, those people are kind of sucked into, you know, some of the more rotten boomer bullshit. Yeah. You know, because they were like, like a good way to think of this is like the movie reality bites and how you remember about Ben Stiller's character mm. um, was like, he was, he was the Gen X Joker who was not a slacker and that like really wanted to make something of himself. Mm. And now that dude is like pushing 57 yeah, and yeah, he's got like, you know, he's got three summer houses and he's a VP somewhere. And, you know, again, he's very much part of the fuck you got mine crowd. Right. And he's, he's the guy who, um, you know, he, he's the dude who really thinks that he should run and get in Congress and join the nihilism caucus and burn it all the fuck down. Mm. You know, that kind of dude. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of getting to where, yeah, that as as we get older, those kinds of differences in that kind of division is becoming ever more clear. Yeah, and I think that uh, it's, I don't know, man. I just feel like it, you you kind of hit it on the head with me anyway. You know, you brought up the fact that I have a kid now, and you know, I don't know how big we're going to make our family, but like, you know, it's there's it it would take a lot of money. And a lot of, but even, even with that, like to take, to take me away from the time I get to spend with my family. And I think that, you know, me and me and Chris have talked about this, um, maybe last night, um, you know, just to ourselves, you know, just talking about the fact that it's, there's no, I don't, I, I can't see any reason to give that up, but I can see where older generations were just kind of like, well, I got to go do this and make money for the family. Like you said, and uh, you know, and this is how I, this is how I continue to climb that ladder where they can't fathom the fact that I'm okay with kind of hanging out in the, in the area in the level I'm at and just kind of like not exactly coasting, but just I'm comfortable. I'm able to afford the things I want to do. And I know that, and it's not, it's not a rat race for me. I'm just chilling now. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to keep, you know, making sure my salary increases, you know, double, you know, twofold every, every few years, like I can afford my digs. So I'm okay with where I'm at. Um, and they, cool. so they can't fathom it. Like I've, I've definitely heard things like, you know, I've definitely heard things along the lines of, uh, you know, why don't I have more motivation to go out and, and seek bigger things? Um, and I'm just kind of like, cause I don't want to spend time away from my kid. Like I just, I don't want to, I don't want that to be the norm around here. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather be here and have a little bit less money. Like that's just my preference. And I think that there's a lot of people our age that feel the same way, you know? Yeah, man. No, no, there's a lot of, there's, there's been a lot of people getting the hell out of big cities, you mm. know, getting there and spending a couple of years operating at that level and having to pay those rents. It changes your perspective often. So I guess to switch gears a little bit, I, I wanted to, we, we talked about AI earlier. Obviously we talked about the uh, chat GPS or GPS yeah. chat GPT chat GPS, um, the chat GPT stuff. Um, so Obviously, it was it was a it was a big deal for a while. I'm sure it's still a big deal in some circles. But uh, what what were you thinking when you saw everybody doing the whole like submit ten pictures to the app and 
you know, then it just gave you back like a bunch of random, you know, AI generated images of, of yourself, um, in artsy, in different artsy styles. Um, and, and then the, the ensuing conversation that came with, uh, the threat to actual artists. Well, I, again, again, I know, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, I thought they were a lot of fun. I'm glad that everybody had a good time kind of playing around with the latest new Snapchat filter because that's all it was. Yeah. That's all it really is. Yeah. Um, all these people that are freaking out, um, adapt or die. We played this same game with the advent of photography. So many people thought this is, this is the end of proper classical portraiture. Let me tell you something about classical portraiture. Some of those pictures are fucked <laughs> you got you got some people like you go i mean seriously you go look back at some of those old hand painted portraits their eyes are jacked up yeah and you got a whole bunch of rich men and women who pa- probably paid a fortune to be made to look super strange um you know in ways that we now have apps to make us look that weird um and you know, really, it's a lot of nonsense to think that photography destroyed art. Photography opened an entirely um, new world of reference photos open to so many people. Right. Allowed them to see things and to kind of get a picture, a real picture of all kinds of new um, things that could inspire them. And help them to be able to, you know, get a grasp of stuff like you, you had a whole bunch of artists who, yeah, they had a small camera. And it's so much easier to be like, man, I, I want to, I want to get these shadows right. You know, there's shadows that are done right and there's shadows that are done wrong. And I, I need to just like, I got a light and I got a weird object. I'm just going to take a picture of it. Yeah. And you know, again, I do that myself all the time with my phone. Um, I, again, I think this stuff is cool. I, there's a, there's, um, there's all kinds of reddits, subreddits where they're showing off, um, Somebody took they 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 spit some imagery and some instructions into an AI and they made Jodorowsky's Tron. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. You've got you've got to look it up. You got well, you get a couple pictures and like you know post up with it, man, dude. It's it's the kind of stuff that's like, man, that what a isn't that isn't that fun? Yeah, you know. And again, just just just, just relax. Janoraski does not just does not need to get up in arms about this. Disney and the makers of Tron can just look, we can all have a giggle. You know, this isn't this is this isn't about destroying anything. It's about allowing us to see things that we've never seen before. I want to see Star Wars in the context of an 1800s British imperialist invasion fleet coming to Japan feudal japan and i want everything of star wars but in that old school context yeah i want to see vader in like a big you know big huge black samurai outfit and then these other like you know red uniformed british commanders and officers and stuff like that and they're all inside a conference room not on a death star but in some crazy fortress or some shit like that Mm. you know Stuff like that adds to inspiration. Stuff like that unlocks people's imaginations. That's great. And you will either integrate this into your workflow and have it 
help you push on to more innovative ways of self-expression, more fantastically interesting ways of self-respect uh, of um, self-expression. Yeah. Or you won't. And that's the market working, baby. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's like what I equated it to when I talked a little bit about about it with, you know, because I brought it up, I was talking to Krista because you know she does, she does photography and stuff like that, and yeah. you know I was I was talking to her about it, and I was like, it just it all it seems to me is to be something that lets you know what is possible, right? Like just like when people, you know, they thought you couldn't run the the a one mile or the or a marathon under a certain amount of time until someone fucking did it and then everybody could do it you know or there or then there were a lot more people that could do it because now they're like oh that's possible okay because before you know you'd only push yourself so much to a certain point right but now when you're like oh the, it can be like that that's different that that then opens up the mind because as much as they don't want to admit it right as much as they don't want to um they don't want to just realize it. I mean, the AI is only limited by what's already out there. Like, it's not like it's creating something brand new, right? It's an amalgamation of things that already exist. So like, what's the difference? Like, what's the, um, what is, what is the, what is the big, um, difference there is the, the human brain that can come up with more shit for the AI to, you know, then use for itself. But, it has. It still has to be created by somebody, right? Well, and 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 don't forget, you know, if we're really going to play the game of, um, you know, we're, we we we're, we were the creators of something. Mm-hmm. We we created something for a purpose. Why did we create the computers? Why did we create the thinking machines to help us? Mm-hmm. To help us with our work. To help us do things faster and better. And that's the best way to approach it. It's a tool to do things faster and better. Like take take. Um, Krista's work with um, photo editing. Sure. Krista and I use a common tool. We use Photoshop. Yeah. I know how to do things with Photoshop that she doesn't know how to do. But we've got to a point now with how much editing that she's done for her photography, for weddings, and for um, other settings that I really, they're kind of alien to me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am very much more a novice when it comes to actual real photography than she is. Sure. He's worlds ahead of me on that. And that's the thing that's kind of cool about that tool. And that's kind of the best way to think about it and look at it. It's like, you know, um, oh, man, you know, I really enjoy parts of Star Trek when you see people, especially they did this a lot in like in like next gen a lot where they would sit down and be like computer and they would like rattle off all these things where it's like these complex things to be like, do this and this and this and this. And then do it this way, and then tell me what it's what it means. And then the computer would just spit shit out at you. And then you would have people that would kind of like have different ways of approaching it. I kind of imagine that like how she uses Photoshop her way, how I use Photoshop my way. Yeah. That's gonna be something that's gonna be really fun to see how this evolves with people. How we learn to talk to this machine. Because I mean, again, that's why I, I don't think there's any wrong way to mess with it. I think that we should all just kind of be playing with it mm-hmm. and but we should be talking to it. And I, I mean, that's, that's the thing that I'm most commonly impressed with is that it, it, it seems so inviting with how it wants to be conversational with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that that's, that's going to open up all kinds of different ways of us 
having to learn initially. But um, yeah, we'll talk to it a certain way. We'll all talk to it differently. Yeah. Um, your daughter and her generation. That's that's really the biggest question that I can't answer in any way, shape, or form. I know it's a given. They're going to be really, really good computers. Yeah. Um, maybe better than us, and maybe and and the the grand question is: Is that what we want? And it's not mine to answer because I don't have kids. Um. It is. Well, I want. I I would like for because I've thought about this. I've got. I've got. Other friends that have kids that are slightly older that are already um, figuring out how to use like drag and drop programming, right? Where you can do, you do your if, if thens and ifs and all that stuff. And they're already programming like small sequence, like video game, like sequences, like if this happens, stuff, then this the stuff that they do in their computer classes will make the stuff we were doing yeah. in our technical and computer classes, which wasn't nothing even that was way more advanced than what our parents are doing, but it will, it will be pretty damn shocking. And a lot of it will have to do with the fact of the strength of the, of the tools at their disposal. Yeah. Again, like us, we had, we had incredibly powerful computers and we were starting to get to some really interesting um, networking. It was very user-friendly, even to a point where it didn't matter how user-friendly it was. We still figured it out pretty damn well to be able to have upstairs and downstairs um, Unreal Tournament contests in a school. And that was something that was common in many a um, uh, well-to-do middle-class middle school. Yeah, and, and, and I think a big difference is they are going to have a better understanding as to how, how, what they're getting on their screen. It got there. Like we figured out the functionality of it all and how to use it and how to use it to mostly to our, to our benefit. Right. They will have a better understanding. I think of how those programs were built. Like we use the program wild ass yeah. robots, man. Yeah. They use, we use the programs and we knew how to use the programs that were already made. They're going to know how to make their own little programs. Um, and that's what I'm hoping she leans into. But again, it'll, it'll all be a matter a matter of preference, right? We, we've got people our age that are just as, as, as computer illiterate as our parents, but it's all going to be like, what is going to interest her? What is she going to want to go into? And I, I just, I, all I can do is do my best to be like, here's a, here's a, you know, a, 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 here's, here's what's out there. Here's what's out there. And what, what do you think you want, want to know more of? And she, she might not be able to answer that question for many, many years, you know? But I think that a great place to start is games. 100%. If because if only because a, we have the experiential reality that dude, that's how we kind of first start getting into computers was games. You know, our first computer was a Nintendo yeah. for many of us. And we didn't realize that all that we knew was that it was a game machine. Mm -hmm. But when you think about, I mean, just in your experience of you as an IT professional, how much of the debug process, how much of the troubleshooting process is just playing with shit. Yeah. Especially the hardware components. Set something up, run some tests and see if it works and see if it fails. Like all that stuff. Yeah. It's just trial and error. And plug that fucker, plug it back in, mm -hmm. you know, hit the reset pin, you know, pay attention to the lights, reimage it. And it's, yeah. <laughs> again, it's, it's all, it's all playing around with it. It's all just sort of testing the limits of that crap. Um, but yeah, that's, um, no, that's, 
like even now, I'll ask you, like at forty, does it matter that you know how to write in cursive? It no, it doesn't matter. It 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 doesn't. Um, it's it's kind of wild because you only have like what it's that whole you only know what you know type thing. Um, the the access is going to be so different for her, for my daughter than it was for us. Like, you know, um, it's going to be way easier for me to explain to her. Like if, if for some reason she does latch onto video games, right. Be like, you know, you can make that if you want to. Right. And then there are resources to show her how to do that. Whereas even if we wanted to make that when we were her age or we were, you know, you know, coming up, we had there was a lot more legwork to figure out who to talk to that knew how to do that because that was very you know it was a, we didn't have that kind of stuff you know my friend's son ha he 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 got heavy into minecraft mm-hmm. and yeah he does i mean he does minecraft programming for laughs that's that for him that is the game mm-hmm. you know he 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 was able to bridge the gap with the content consumption and creation portion again in in ways that were a little bit easier than we had access to um no there's 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 amazing tools available um you know i think that um it's beneficial for any parent if you're going to give your kid a tablet you need to make sure that it's the kind of tablet that you can give them um some kind of a stylus to draw and paint and color with yeah you know that's i mean because again that's not that's not just them watching videos and stuff like you know give them something to create with too that's that's using these tools really in ways that will be the value added way i understand that there's there is a legitimate concern that you know we're addicted to these machines you know, it goes beyond just like you like you were talking about how we now have to create structure for ourselves. Like, no, we have to get back to this old way of thinking where, no, we really like, dude, we need to kind of get away from these fucking machines in our pockets just just for minutes at a time. Mm. You know, and, it, and because we're, we've become so insecure without them. And it's like, well, no, that's an addictive, you know, response. And. <clears throat> It's something that it, not everybody's, you know, all about. And I'm not even talking about like with boomers. Yeah, they got addicted too. Oh yeah. You know. So this is this is something where it's like, look, you know, I, I again, it's kind of a weird thing for me to even have a position on because I don't have kids. It's just me, and it's just you know my understanding of what I've got, and it does make me have pause where it's like. Was it, I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's even appropriate to, to term it as necessary evil that we were fed computers so quickly in school mm. because I mean, seriously, I was fucking around with a computer in school when I got to school. Yeah. I mean, even if it was like in, you know, whatever the Apple IIe or something like that, I remember first grade, we had that stuff, you know, first, second grade, we had the little, little math games, little, little games like that. Um, you know, it's, it was, it was pretty early on for us. We didn't have the same kind of connectivity we've got obviously now, but, um, it was, it was there in some form or fashion, even if it was like, I remember specifically we had like, maybe it was third grade or fourth grade where it was like, yeah, we had a computer in our class, but we had one computer in the class for everybody to take turns trying out, you know? Um, and 
It was. And it was decidedly. It, I mean, again, like that was back. That was um, that was Oregon Trail days. Oregon Trail days. Yeah, the little little uh, alligator typing game, or um, you had like uh, remember that game that was like you were you were in you were in space and you were doing math problems in order to shoot down the you know the invading aircrafts and stuff like that like it's i remember i remember math blaster yeah where you shot the shot the space junk out of the sky yeah as it went by dude there was there was a lot of really kind of surreal educational um software of the time Mm -hmm. again for like different computers you know because I remember the big thing about uh, about Oregon Trail is that Oregon Trail, when you think about it, was on a bunch of different platforms. Mm-hmm. It was on old Apple. It was old, like old, like green monitor Apple IIe's. Um, but then, I mean, it, there kind of came a point where, like you said, you know, it kind of felt like for a minute we had one we had one computer in the classroom. But then it kind of got to a point where we were pretty regularly being shuttled into computer labs, like multiple times a day, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then it got to where, like, I mean, I know for you and for me in high school, it was like, it got to a point where it was like half our day was in a computer lab. Yeah. We absolutely chose to, you know, that, that when they started giving us the choice of what, what your exploratories were like, it's like, Oh yeah, I won't, I'd rather just be in three, put me in three different computer classes at the end of the day. I'm fine with that mm-hmm. uh, to the point where we figured out how to, how to stay in the same classroom sometimes for two or three periods in a row. Like yeah. <laughs> we're just like, screw it, man. I'll just be in here the rest of the day. But then you consider, is it like, would it have been demonstrably better for us? And would it be better for your daughter to just be in a situation where they're just in a computer lab all day? I mean, yeah. I mean, like essentially that's what they've created in a lot of schools, like not every school, but I mean, they're all sitting there with Chromebooks, you know? Well, that was me in college. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was the college experience. Like no, every lecture hall that you're into. I mean, it's like if you, and by that point you, I mean, I remember there was a there was a provision in the Hope Scholarship where they would pay for if you wanted to get a laptop for a certain price. Mm-hmm. And so everybody had one. And by that point, it was like, yeah, you had like certain exams and stuff that had to be taken on computer because that was the only way that they could administer some things. Yeah. You know, certain math, um, certain math classes like calculus. I remember that was necessary, but also all of my statistics classes. Well, um, yeah. And so much of that, the so much of that stuff has changed. Being being in the IT sector, just seeing how, just seeing how that all all has changed in uh, in a way that it's not even that kids are walking around and they all have laptops. Some of them are solely working off their smartphones or solely working off of an iPad. Like it's yeah. it's to that now. Like it's not even like you have a laptop to sit there with. They'll just set up. They got a little stand Bullshit, and a little man. and a little That's keyboard. That's old man tech that we like. Right. Laptops, dude. Yeah. And it's just kind of some people like even even people that aren't much younger than me, like say my brother, for instance, like he almost does everything on his smartphone. Like he literally he's like barely ever touches an actual computer anymore. You know, Um, just it's just it's just different. And what I what I would what I'd say is what I'm going to attempt to do with my child is 
not so much try to implant, you know, you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to indoctrinate or you don't want to push. I think, I think that's where a lot of friction between uh, parents and kids have, has come from in, in all of human history is no, you want to do this because this is what I did, or you want to take over the family business, or you want to go into the military. Like it's more of a, Hey, what are you interested in? And, and, and how can I help you get there? Um, the only thing I'll, I'll point out, I'll try to point, remember, remember to point out to my kid is, um, not only leaning into interest, but having her just observe, like, what are all your friends or what, what are all the people your age into? And is there a way that you know of that you can make that shit better? Right. You know, is there a way that, you know, like not necessarily that in an order to make money off of it, but like, what's something that's really niche for your, for your age group and is there any way you could add to it right because that's all innovation is right taking something that exists and making it better um i mean look at the people who used to remember when people would would take money uh from 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 other folks and and they would hand them like a blank a blank uh trapper keeper or a blank folder that had like a fabric cover to it and they would they would basically pay them to to art up oh, the outside yeah. of their folders and stuff like that. It's like, here, I'll, I'll pay you five bucks to just make this look awesome. Right. And it's essentially Etsy. <laughs> it's all it was. It was Etsy. You're paying someone who you knew had a better drawing skill than you to, to doodle on your shit for you. So it looks awesome. Right. Um, just find those little things. Like, cause if you get yourself at least in that mindset early on, like maybe you're not going to actually do the thing that you that you you're like this would make this thing better, but if you're at least thinking about it in that way, who knows when like you're going to get that idea that's going to be something that's going to change change the way people do things. Um, and not that I I don't hold any grudge against my parents for the way they had me you know look at things or or not look at things in the world. Like I just know that while I can't maybe give my kid everything that I didn't have, right. I can still give them my, you know, I can still give them my, what I've learned. Right. I can still give them like, Hey, this is what I'd be looking for. How can I make that shit better? Like, and, and just how would you do that? And just have, having that open discussion about it, not even like maybe like, let's go do that thing. But like, that's kind of a cool thing, you know? And if they're into, in that, mindset they're more likely to be like oh this is actually really doable let me try to do that shit you know and not being pushy about it i don't know if that even made sense <laughs> well i mean i i think about the worst thing that you could do is to just not engage so as long as you're being mindful of it, as long as you're, you know, being present. And I mean, right now your daughter's two. Yeah. So not even, yeah. Your, your, your engagement is limited. She's just first learning how to talk, but as long as you are talking to her and as long as you're letting her kind of take the lead, you know, while still providing guardrails, mm -hmm. I think about, I mean, that's the best posture you can be in to start with. Um, and then moving forward. Yeah. Like, At a certain point, I mean, 
you'll get to where she'll start like her personality will start changing pretty rapidly mm. um no i mean there's gonna be there, there's gonna be a question ultimately like like you were talking about the the desire not to to like you don't want to um project your own desires and your own interests onto your kid. You want to kind of be more into the idea of what does your kid actually like? Um, because you had a child, not a clone. Right. And, um, part, part of that is, you know, just how much they'll want to please you. Just how much they'll seek a certain validation, which, um, can I mean again? I think that's part of why people go down that road. It's not necessarily because there's a desire to. Mm. It's just that, well, sometimes you you start getting this. You know, you you start seeing that there's these you know levels of bonding with your kid. That you know, who's to say that they're you know is she liking Earthworm Jim because it is interesting, or is it is it something interesting that you also like? Right. You know, because that's that's the thing I think about with a lot of my cultural pickups um a lot of stuff that i'm really into again even this old on i still kind of like a little wary of why i really like it you know why am i still so into robocop and was it a good thing to have me exposed to that early on <laughs> um i don't think it's caused any real problems but you know it's it's always fair to second guess and to not again i i don't i don't think you need to get too wrapped up in it yeah you know for the most part um take care of the minutes the hours take care of themselves right yeah. I, I mean i i don't i don't know i don't know what other um pithy thing to tell you because um you know i'm very much on the outside but you know it's it, it's pretty hard to screw it up as long as you're there and you're paying attention yeah, you know what I mean, that's yeah. why I'm saying it's like, yeah, but the worst thing you can do is just not engage. Right. And I mean, just and just, you know, not engage, not be supportive. Like, that's the that's the kind of thing or, or just even like being someone who discourages like it's just like, just let's go try it. You want to try it? OK, if well, you don't even, even on accident with the whole lifestyle of dude, you're supposed to just be working all the time. Yeah, you know that's 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 that creates that latchkey existence. Creates the latchkey existence, and you know, which we, you know, maybe maybe at a certain level, you feel like they kind of you know want. Yeah, you know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit different. You know, man, let me ask you something. Do you think you'll have like realistically? I'm asking you now. Years ahead of when it happens, do you think that when your daughter becomes a teenager, she's gonna hate you at some points and like it's gonna like it's gonna be really bad? <laughs> you don't know how to manage it because she's your teenage daughter that hates your fucking guts. Um, and I hate you. <laughs> I don't, or do you think you're gonna miss out on it because you don't know, do you? No, you don't know, but I mean, I think I think there's a lot of. Me and Chris, me, well, totally plausible. But but anything's totally possible, right? Like, and and that's and that's the thing is, I think a lot plausible, not possible. Plausible, yeah, yeah. It is. And me and Chris to talk about it a lot, where it's like when you when you talk with other family members or other people who have you know have older kids or whatever, like it's we get a a lot of the oh, just you wait till blah blah blah. Like it's just 
they're there even when she was pregnant it was like oh well i have everybody just telling the the worst horror stories about their pregnancy and it's like i get what you're trying to do and 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 like i don't know if you don't realize that it doesn't help but well that's the projecting the good and the bad you know i mean it's just like when you don't like you, you want a child not a clone right you also you, you don't want other people to kind of infect you with their own mistakes where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, because your teenage child or your young toddler child was a problem. Somehow that means that mine's going to be, yeah. I mean, again, no one really knows. No, yeah, well, no one, no one can really tell it. I mean, again, I think so. I, I mean, really, if, if you're to, you know, take your own personal um, feelings about it, but just, just the general thought, it's like, you know, your, your best bet, is to just just always be there. Yeah. You know, just always even if it is just make sure that you're always, you know, a position to be available, you know, for the times that look they won't always want you around. Sure. Well, yeah, but as long as you're there, you know. Yeah, and that's and that's that's the thing is uh, you know, when when we do see that like <laughs> Obviously, you know, someone does that. We always look at each other like, oh, my God, like, yeah, they're all oh, just you wait. That's like our own little thing. Just you wait. Um, and and like and my whole thing is like, could you ever consider the fact that maybe maybe you weren't as good as you thought you were <laughs> like at, at doing that shit? Like like fucking boomers. Man. Right. And and, and there, there's that whole thing is like if. She's going to she's going to have like even right now as she's moving into becoming older and figuring out how to communicate. She's also figuring out how to fucking parse feelings and not yeah. getting something. And so like that, you know, that you have a bloom of that right now and then you'll get another bloom of that when they go through puberty and they're trying to figure out why they feel the way they feel and they're figuring out more things about themselves like. Well, and another thing, too, that is interesting, mm -hmm. you know, again, I on the outside, I see this. Um a lot of people in our generation, you know, pretty much of a mind. It's like, nope, we're going to have one. Yeah. We're going to have one. It, it just, you know, for any myriad of reasons, we're going to have one. And that's going to mean something if it's like, if it's that, if it's going to be a generation that is predominantly older children, that's going to also factor in too, because you've got, you've got a handful of brothers, but you also got a lot of friends that are only children. And you know that that has an effect. It does. And it's something that we, we think about all the time. And we talk about, like, I, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast, like I, we haven't decided whether this is how big our family is going to be or not. You know, right. we don't have a lot of time to make that decision, but we haven't decided that, you know, it's, I, there are definitely benefits to both sides of it, right? Like there's, there's, uh, you don't want to think about the financial, but it's the realistic thing, right? There's, there's financial benefits to only having one child. There's, but there's so many, but I, I think that in talking to my parents, they're right. Like if you have a second child, like you're going to figure it out. And yeah, you know, well, and, and it's not, I mean, the thing is too, you know, there are other benefits to be had. Yes. You, know, you get, you, you get, you get bigger tax breaks. You yeah. Know? You get more credits <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, you, like you said, there's, there's other, there, there's other resources to draw upon, but you know, yeah, there's also, there's the, um, I mean, and this is something that is not just with our own dreams and our own things that we're trying to accomplish in our adult lives, but 
you think about there's, I mean, the compounding difference of trying to help somebody save for college versus trying to save three people to go to college. And, you know, that's another thing that rightly or wrongly, um, I do think that many millennials will speak to their kids very differently about college yep. and about what their options are. Um, not to say that they're, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, we're going to just tell people that you shouldn't go to college. No, and it's not, not at worth all. it. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, again, it's just that it will be different language. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, I learned so much from what it took for me to get through college. And, you know, that's some something I can impart to her and she might hear it. She might not. But just the fact that, oh, you don't have to go straight there. You just don't. Well, and it's and it's not it's not job training. It's not. It's not. It's 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 a different kind of school. And the thing is, you know, there was a lot in school that like just didn't have quite a certain amount of practical application, but it was still I mean, it was worthwhile. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, it just becomes ever more esoteric. And you have to you you have to you have to be a little, I think we, I think we have to be a little bit better about, I, I think, I think it is, I, I don't know if I've told you this before. I really do think, and this is just my opinion. Other people can have their opinion and that's fine. You raise your kid however you want, but I think it is extremely irresponsible to ask anybody under the age of about 15, 16 years old, what they want to do with themselves. Yeah. I think that that's you, you got to be really careful what you're doing with that crap, because, I mean, we got a lot of people right now who are around that age and they want to be influencers. It's like, what? Like a mass majority of you people want to just, you know, be folks who, you know, dick around the Internet and get paid for free. You have to understand there's so much more to it than that. Mm. You know, you have to understand that there will be an element to your life where it's like, like, that's just one component. Yeah. You know, there will be, there will be more to your life that you will have to work on. <clears throat> and it's, yeah, it's just kind of a detrimental, um, it's, it's a detrimental viewpoint Yeah, to kind of saddle somebody with the, it's just that that's just not, that's, not, that's, that, that's not the kind of expectation setting you want to, mistakenly be giving to somebody well again that's again but that's that's yeah. just me and that's and and two that's that's just like a kid saying i want to be a professional baseball player right you know and and like not wanting to put the work into it right not realizing there's work that goes into that there's work that goes into being successful on the internet too like and there's luck and there's all this other stuff that i've talked about several times with several people and it just sometimes it's just a matter of things falling into place combined with your hard work. Sometimes it's just the hard work. So it just, it just depends on what you're doing. Um, but just knowing what goes into that, I think is, is way important, right? Um, we're definitely not going to be parents who push people straight to college, right? Like who push their kids straight to college, because I feel like that's a mistake that, that can lead to so many more mistakes. There's some cool experiences you can have, right? If you just want that college experience and that's what you really want, then that's one thing. But it's like you said, make no, make no fucking bones about it. It's not job training. 
it's not going to start the clock on your experience that they're going to require of you in order to get the job that you're wanting, right? You need to take the effort to, while you're in college, how can I get inside that industry and be exposed to it face to face and not just listen to people's theories about it in a classroom. Um, and sometimes in some professions, the college portion isn't even required. It's being there and knowing how it's done by that particular uh, company that's doing what you want to do or that particular um, genre. Like a lot, a lot of people are so are self-taught and they're just, they just are. Um, so you don't have to necessarily go to college. And sometimes you just, you're, you're into something that you don't even realize is, is a trade. And it's not even really that it's a, something that needs college. So, it, there's there's so many options. I feel like it was just so drilled into our parents' generation of the people that they were seeing that were successful were people that went straight to college and got degrees. And so they were like, hey, go to college and get a degree so you can be successful like these people. Um, may, may, she, may, may she grow up and may she become a part of the burgeoning space economy. <laughs> That is her destiny. That that is that is the big growth sector that she will get to take advantage of. Man, maybe p- perhaps perhaps some space law, or maybe um, maybe 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 space administration. <laughs> lots lots of important work that will need very intelligent, well-to-do people who need who who are interested in making some good fucking money because. There's precious metal in those asteroids, man. Mine that shit. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can't imagine the amount of jobs that don't exist now that will exist then. And you know, all all you can do is, you know, provide support where needed, right? And my goal is just to just to land the point of not just be happy, but like you know. Maybe that, like, like get to a point where you're comfortable. And if you're right, if you're, if, if you're comfortable stopping at this position where you're at and you want to ride that for a little while, that's, that's fine. Whereas there are, um, there are other people who would, who would be like, well, why are you being such a slacker? Why aren't you just fulfilling your potential? I wish you had more, more drive to, um, to 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 uh, achieve more, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, and 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 uh, that's the, yeah, it's just, it's just complaining at the clouds, old man. Yeah, absolutely, and oh, man, I'm enjoying my sunny day. Yeah. What the hell? There's there's people who have absolutely said that about me. <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of oh, like I'm doing great. No, they, they and they they say it about all of them, and the world keeps on spinning. Yep. I, you know, no, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to a new year of new podcasts and new fun space bullshit. And, you know, hopefully some fun new TV. I, you know, this past year of TV, really, all I really liked was Andor. Mm. And, and you know what? Look, um, I thought Top Gun Maverick was a fine film. It was an excellent movie. Um, very much little else for me to really crow about this year. Everything was very middling and disappointing. And I'm hoping for better TV this year. Um, the peripheral was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm again, 
I'm <laughs> I'll I'll go watch that um that Oppenheimer movie because yeah man I still like me some some Christopher Nolan but I'm not gonna go see it in the theater yeah. you know, I'll I'll you know full full disclosure I'm gonna rip that thing illegally and just watch it at home because that's what I do yeah um, but uh, but you know dude. I have no interest to go back to the theater at these prices. They want me to go back to the theater. Give me back my $6 ticket price and I'll go back to the fucking theater. Yeah. It's real simple. And, um, Mm. I I'll tell you this, man, you know, I got the new job and the new job affords me opportunities to, um, utilize the meal expenses. And so I've been hitting up restaurants more often and man, it's been real nice to get some real fucking barbecue, the real shit, like kind of out in the sticks, Missouri mm-hmm. smokehouse barbecue. Yeah. Holy shit, man. That's been nice. That's been great. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's, it's always nice to be able to get out and like taste something that like has been, properly done and it isn't just like a you know a fast food thing or a copy of something else it's like oh no i want to go get some authentic shit you know authentic fast food is such dog shit now dude and it's and it's almost as expensive it's almost as expensive what the fuck is a big mac anymore Mm. there's no meat on there at all it's a bread sandwich with a bunch of you know frozen lettuce Mm -hmm. it's the sauce that's it that's the only thing that tastes like a big mac anymore yeah if you, if you want like a much better sandwich, just get the double quarter pounder and just put put Thousand Island on it, and it's much better than whatever they're calling a Big Mac now. It's 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 insulting. You you can't get a proper cheeseburger more with less. That's not possible. Um, you my, proper you want a proper cheeseburger? Make it yourself. God damn it! Make it yourself. Oh. Um, I mean, my favorite burger right now in town comes from a food truck. Yeah, <laughs> like right? it comes from a food truck here in th- that's around town and it just pops up at different places and I'm just like I just pull up their Instagram I'm like okay they're going to be here we're going there today because I'm going to I want a hamburger or if I don't want to make it myself like I've got a flat top grill now I'll make it myself but if I want someone else to make it for me and I want to just chill out in a cool environment if they're if they're pulled up somewhere that's kind of you know kicked back and relaxed I'm gonna go do that man beef prices what they are i simply you know i mean unless somebody else is paying for it, i'm not getting a steak at a restaurant anymore if i'm gonna eat steak i'm cooking it myself yeah we so it was new year's very recently <clears throat> um for the like my i had i had come into possession of um two ribeyes hadn't cooked a steak at home in a while mm-hmm. really babied them and they came out great but Jesus Christ, two of those things was 40 bucks. Yeah, dude. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I savored every last penny. They were delicious. They came out great. And I'm pleased that I made them at home just because I was satisfied because I can actually cook those things. I can't trust anybody to cook in a restaurant anymore. I mean service is just kind of up in the air at all times but i mean especially like back of house i just don't trust anybody anymore yeah i mean unless you go somewhere where you pay for it and that's their specialty right and you really and you really pay for it right um the, those places are few and far between though yeah I, I know what you're saying i know what you mean 
it's it's yeah i and, and again part of it is that i mean and and i'm really kind of aware of it i really i'm shocked just how little i've been going out to eat in the last 20 months i really 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 cut back huge compared to the rest of my life yeah really just now kind of getting back into it and even that's kind of hard because just Again, I'm not opposed to tipping. I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong not to tip people. Mm -hmm. I really do. But I also, don't get me wrong, I don't play this little game. Look, not everybody is worthy of tipping. Okay? I I can't just, I can't tip everybody. Like, I really can't. This is not Las Vegas. And, you know, I can't tip, like, I can't tip plus the tax plus whatever other extra fee is added on the app and like why the fuck am i like factoring that shit in with your tip oh yeah it's so much easier to just be like man fuck it i'll just make it at home (laughs) oh it's always easier it's always easier what you what you're going for the other side is the convenience right like so you you gotta weigh one against the other people are gonna pick out my food at the grocery store i don't have to tip them right (laughs) right yeah but no, no, you're right. It, the convenience, cost of convenience. That's that's the that's the big. That becomes the that becomes the the, the product, right? Your convenience is the product. Your time is the product. It's not so much even about the what you're getting, right? It, it is and it isn't, right? But the time it takes, like, do do you want to spend, you know, how long does it take you to cook those ribeyes? To, well, to prep I mean, them, to cook them, to clean up the mess. I mean, all, all, yeah, to do it. I mean, like, obviously, it's like it's not hard to um, to cook um, a piece of meat, but yeah, to get it like everything all set up right. Let's say a good hour total. Mm-hmm. You know, again, in just in terms of like you know properly seasoning them, making get room temperature and all that stuff. Because I, you know me, when I get me a nice piece of meat, I'm gonna baby that shit. And yeah, I, I most certainly did. And, um, and it was, it was great. It was worth it, you know? Um, and it's, you know, the, the, the end point of all this AI and robotics nonsense is again, so that we can have replicant slave servants, you know, Mm. a new life awaits you in the off world colonies, (laughs) a chance to begin again in a golden land of opportunity and adventure. You will receive your patented replicant servant who will cook for you. (laughs) It's, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's, you know, it's going to be weird. The first batch of robots are going to be, they're going to be these little dog like creatures that, um, they can fly like drones, you know, that's man, that's going to be weird when we have to kind of get used to the drone deliveries Yeah, because that's going to, that's going to be really fucked up at first. Yeah. Eh. We'll adapt, right? We got to no choice. You're going to have delinquent teenagers. They're going to shoot them down. Oh yeah. There's going to be all kinds of problems. I mean, it's just, they will they'll be the new, uh, porch thieves, right? The people who who follow the Amazon truck and pluck some packages off the porch. 
So, which you know, I mean, a 21st century version of Oliver Twist and the Artful Dodger, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Man, no, I'm, 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 I'm fully expecting the 2020s to be an awful ride. It's going to be ugly. And, you know, that's fine because it's all part of the trudge to a much brighter 2030s, I hope. I, I choose to believe it's going to be, you know, I choose to believe it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I just I, I'm just going to I'm just going to choose to believe it's beautiful and it can surprise me with being bad because I've had like. You can say that because you just had a baby girl. Good for you. Yeah, but I just, 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 just because the first few years have been a shit show, I think everyone's conditioned and ready for shit, right? Ready for 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 a shit time, and gotta I'm just. Get, it's got to get darker before it goes pitch black. Yeah, it's got to get darker before it goes pitch black. But I mean, I I don't know. I just, God, I just I cannot so much so much of what is on the internet feeds into that, that negative space. And I'm just kind of like, there's gotta be some good shit to focus on. So oh man, the, you, you know what, what you gotta do is you, you, you need to, you need to get you a piece of off grid land and build a cabin. Mm. Cause that's, that's what the algorithm on YouTube is telling me. I think, yeah. I, th I think that the solution to all my problems is to go find a small wooded area and, build what is ostensibly a shack mm -hmm. which you know but i can still kind of get there and like escape for weekends at a time and completely detach yeah i think that calls to me or at the very least there's like you know a handful of people making that kind of content on youtube that's just really really relaxing mm -hmm. you know yeah and that's and that's okay as long as i got that vicarious experience of somebody else building a cabin that i don't have to build and buy that yeah. that does it yeah that's that's definitely uh that's definitely you know a, a a good benefit um but i don't know man i just i'm just uh, yeah like you said i'm looking forward to, to to more podcasts this year just having conversations with people getting getting back into that like conversations with people that are that are regulars to the podcast conversations with new people um and you know watching my kid grow up like i'm still gonna do the twitch stuff but you know i'm just gonna you know i want i want to focus in other areas too like that stuff's fun but there's no there's no, there's to grow up <laughs> the, you heard it here first man i'm 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 saying it and this is just this is this, this is something that they need to fix and we don't need to fix it for them yeah twitch needs to grow up twitch is a goddamn mess and yeah just yeah no no we'll get we'll get back to basics get back to podcasts and get back to podcasts just get back to talking with folks and and not like i enjoy what i do on twitch i do but creatively it's wheel spinning like creatively it's not i don't have the time to put into into it what would what it would take to grow and i'm not necessarily in, i'm not necessarily sure that i'm interested in growing in just doing that like throwing on a game and talking with chat like i kind of like what it is because knowing people that have been my size and then they grew and they've and they've and they've got a lot more going on the the new headaches that come with that yeah now you got people hanging out and now you got a little more money rolling in but 
in order to keep that, there's a new level of stress, right? Got to keep doing things. Got to be there, right? Can't take time off. Got to got to change things up or I get stale and people go away. Like it's it's a ever-evolving thing that you have to put up with. Um, well, and I find, I find also it's like at a certain point, you know, you know, the, 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 the ever elusive problem that I have was the, the really big ideas to do it all myself just becomes impossible. Yeah. It's and tough. You have to have, you have to have an extra pair of hands mm-hmm. that is really reliable and just as involved in it as you are. And you have to rely upon their passion when i mean again you can't guarantee any reward for you or them or anything um but it's yeah it it's it's still pretty good beer money though right it is um it it affords it affords me to pay for upgrades you know in the studio and stuff like that um so you know it's yeah it's It is. It is definitely something that I, that I do enjoy, but it's just you know, it's it's just not what scratches the itch. And and honestly, over the past year or two, I've been slowly scaling back the complexity of it all. Like you know, it used to be like, oh, let's have a crazy scene change here. Let's have two different angles on this thing. Let's let's have this 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 bit that's involved. And like, and then you look and you see that not it's not it's not creating enough of a change for there to be something to grow on there right so i'm just kind of like well why don't we just stick with the one camera angle and why don't we just you know just focus more so on the conversation piece of it all because let's face it it, you can have you got people who are wildly successful with a shit ton of angles and and bits and and things that they do and you have people who are wild just as wildly successful and they're still on a headset mic and a shitty webcam and they're playing the same game they were playing four or five years ago. Um, well, and you also, I mean, there's just, again, just in the simple sense of you have plenty of people that are doing just fine mm-hmm. because they have a massive audience because at the end of the day, it works without any visuals and it works just in the background listening to it. And so it's been something that has worked for well over a century now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's radio. That's TV. That's any form of entertainment, right? Like that's, you just have to have what, what, you know, you have to have the thing that, that speaks to the, the folks that are consuming it. And, uh, I don't know. I want, I just want to get back to doing the things that, that I feel I'm, I'm strong at, I know I'm strong at good conversations with people that I know and good conversations with people that I, uh, that I meet for the first time. Um, so audio communal journal. Yeah. Just continue audio documenting and where I can, you know, make a video, you know, make a video, uh, version of like version of that. Like, you know, I'm like right now I'm, I'm recording a video, but it's, it's only me. Right. It's only me and and I'll get with you on having like, you know, some sort of placeholder for for you and and stuff like that. Like I'm just simplifying it way more. I'm not trying to go like, you know, I've got a foot pedal where I can change camera angles and I can make it like a two shot and stuff like that. And it's just, yeah, it, it, it's, it's all things, you know, you know who you're talking to when it comes to getting complicated with your stream. Oh, 100%. Oh my 
God, man. And don't get me wrong. It, you know, when it was all cooking and it was, you know, really cool stuff that I could trigger, you know, at, at a glance, it's like, yeah, it was great, but it just took so long to get it all programmed in. Yeah. And then, you know, there's those inevitable, you know, mishaps that everybody just kind of, you, you realize, you hear enough stories about it that it's like, sure enough, it's a rite of passage. All of your shit just all of a sudden needs to get deleted off your channel. Yep. You're not really like a real streamer unless that happens. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I just hear about it way too much. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's just a... I don't know. At some point, especially when when you're talking about what I enjoy out of out of all this stuff, which is the conversation piece, um, you got so many things running in the background that you're that now all of a sudden the the thing you love about it starts to degrade, right? The the conversation starts to degrade because you're too busy making sure is that angle right? Okay, we're good. Am I using the right scene? Yes, we're good. Uh, who's is someone chat? Like, there's a reason why I don't really like recording podcasts live. Unless it's with multiple, you know, multiple people in person, um, because I'll get too distracted as as to what chat's also talking about. Like, I just would rather just be one to one with the person I'm talking to. And again, be easier if you had a producer. Be easier if you had regular co-host. Mm. But again, that's just more. That's just more people involved, which you know, then you have to rely upon their reliability. Yeah. It's its own set of spinning plates. And you know, it's not that I'm not interested in something like that. It's just that it's not what I have. So it's not what I have to work well, with. Well, but that's also another thing that like, you know, I'm noticing too, when I think about a lot of acts that were successful um, and where they've, where they were, how it started and how it's going. Um, giant bomb is weirdly unrecognizable. I haven't looked into that stuff in a long time, but kind of fell out of just Fertzman generally, mm -hmm. but he's still there and it's still something I can kind of tune into regularly. Um, but a whole bunch of old setups of shows and whatnot, mm -hmm. especially like, you know, YouTube's I've noticed that there are some people that just kind of decided they didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what was originally duos are now just like somebody broke off and like kept doing it. And then the other person just like, they'll drop it from time to time, but they don't really do it much at all because again, their life changed. Maybe they had kids. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they had something else going on. Like um, new business opportunities, just like radically changed their schedule to just made it not possible. You know? Yeah. So things change, uh, man. Things change. Oh yeah. Right. Um, well, I know we're going to chat a little after, but uh, I want to thank you for being on. Um, yeah. I talked about some great shit. Um, it's yeah, been, well, you know, it's been a while, so we had some time to, to, to save up some stuff to talk about. Right? Yeah. To marinate a little bit. Um, so if you would, if you would, why don't you let us know what you're, uh, what you're, what you're watching or what, what to let people know. I know you mentioned Andor earlier. I didn't know if you had anything else to, to kind of suggest. Um, well, um, I guess you're supposed to go see Avatar The Way of Water, because if you don't, <laughs> James Cameron's going to pop out from under your bed and uh, murder you. Yeah, he's going to show um, up with a big crab robot thing, Yeah, destroy your house, and then go God, slink off into so the ocean. Awesome. He looks so awesome. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, 
I would say keep an eye out for Hitman Freelancer mode because okay. that's coming out soon. Um, yeah, man. Here, here's to here's to a new year. Here's to 2023. Mm. Um, is is it a cyberpunk dystopia yet? That feels that feels like the right year for for a cyberpunk dystopia. 2023 would be great, right? In Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 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 the kind of the cyberpunk utopia is the kind of thing right now that people would pay to be a part of, like a like a Star Wars experience in Florida, in Orlando, in the swamp. Teen kids are using Chat GPT and Atari. Um, laptops to break into atms and steal money <laughs> oh my goodness well thanks for being here I, my my suggestion uh i just did an episode on it uh with the wife um is uh this place rules documentary on hbo max um yeah that's a bit while while you see what it could like on from the outside what it could be about there's a deeper there's a much deeper message that that's going on with Andrew Callahan in that one and I think that it's is going to this is going to be a nice launching point for his next his next evolution past YouTube um mm-hmm. it's going to it's going to be interesting to see where Andrew Callahan lands after this um I I can only imagine it's going to be uh really really good cuz he's got uh he's got a he's coming at things with a very different perspective um uh, than than what you're seeing from most media right now. So uh, definitely check out this place rules and also check out his channel, Channel Five on YouTube because it's a lot of fun content there. Um, as for me, I'm I'm around on Twitch usually on Sundays and Wednesdays. Come by, say hi, hang out if you want to. Uh, we're usually just shooting the shit mostly and uh, and playing some video games uh, sometimes. And uh, Fagan, do you have anything you want to plug? Or are you just chilling? No, no, no. I, I I'm retired. I'm retired from them calls to action. <laughs> no Get calls to action. <laughs> Get off my Twitter. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful night. We will see you uh, on the next episode, whomever and whenever that is. Much love. Thank you, Fagan. Dot com.